You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Well, the pleasure is absolutely mine. That's the Australian uh, game show host voice that I do there. Um, welcome to the show. I am Alicia, mildly insane host of the, and also I hate people going, I'm crazy. I'm mildly insane. Ugh. I'm Alicia, the host of the Bride Chiller Podcast. This is episode 342. I don't know why I went, the Bride Chiller Podcast, like it was a bad thing. It's a great thing. Whew. Already exhausting myself. This is a Q&A episode of the show. That is where I answer or answer, if you're feeling very posh, your questions about weddings, relationships, and other shit that you want my opinion on. It's very nice that you trust me or at least want to hear what I have to say. You don't have to do what I advise because, really, I'm hoping you have free will and the freedom to make choices where you are. Although, if you're a woman in this world at this very time, that might not be so. Political. Political Alicia. Oh, I'm so, I'm like, oh, so angry. We're all very angry. We're angry. Anyway, we didn't come here to be angry. We came here to talk about weddings and I need to let it go for 33 minutes or so so we can have fun. (sighs) You feel me just pushing all of that rage just deep down inside? I don't know how we're all getting through the days. Anyway, side note, I'm not just angry for women. I'm angry for a lot of other people as well. But women, especially the past couple of weeks, hasn't been great for us. However, I double digress. I love these episodes because I get to hear a lot of different accents and a lot of different people coming from different angles of of what they're finding troublesome when it comes to wedding planning. And not that I'm about ratings or numbers or any of that hoo-ha, but I always notice that people tend to enjoy these episodes and I, I do too. So let's not waste any more time with me talking. Well, I'm going to talk, but not about this. Right, good. Making sense. Here's the first voice message. Alicia, fellow Australian living in the UK here, actually hilariously saw you do stand-up like, I don't know, eight years ago maybe in Australia. Thought you were funny, forgot about you, didn't think about you again. Not in a harsh way, just, you know, things came up. I must interject. This is Caitlin who has left me this voice message. And Caitlin, when you said that, I mean, there's so many performers that I've seen and not really thought about again. So that delighted me. Absolutely. And gosh, it's lovely to hear another Aussie accent and uh, just a straight talking chick. I'm getting it already, Caitlin. Continue, please. Anyway, then decided to get married. Don't like the word engaged. Uh, About three or four months ago. Don't like wedding magazines. Looked up comedy wedding podcast. Boom, found you. Thought she was funny. I remember her. Anyway, you are funny. First episode I listened to, you mentioned the word rapey and like quite a, you know, semi diddling, ding, 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 like Asian thing. And I thought, yeah, she's good. I'll keep listening to her. Anyway, having a fucking nightmare with my, I suppose, parents-in-laws who are like, you know, mortified that we're not getting married in the Catholic church, proper mortified. Where there were some pretty bad lines thrown at me, like I'm the devil woman, even though I've been with their son for eight years. Um, so having a bit of a nightmare. Then go today, get this like bing on my phone, pretty delighted. Yeah, how to deal with basically wedding donors. And that episode really helped me, even though we have said no to money from their parents, um, his parents and my parents, and we're funny at all ourselves. 
I think they're finding it very, 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 very difficult how different we're being from all their um, other daughters who have got married. Um, my parents don't give a shit. Um, oh, I'm also a wedding florist who doesn't really like weddings. So that's kind of a good quirk in it all. Anyway, I just want to say, yeah, you were funny eight years ago. You're still funny now. And keep it up for this. And it cut off there. And I was so sad because I think you were continuing to praise me, Caitlin. But I'm just going to pretend that you finished delightfully and rounded it up very neatly. I'm sorry my recorder seems to be cutting people off. I will extend the time. However, Caitlin, you may be my new best friend. You may be my new best friend. I just want to say that. And uh, I'm sorry you were having the trouble with your in-laws, with the Catholics. Um, that's the Australian word to say, the Catholics, probably more Irish. Uh, the Catholic Church conundrum, it's a shame that they feel that strongly about it, but it seems that you are quite quite strong yourself. And I like that you are sticking with your guns and sticking with your plans when it comes to your wedding because, as you mentioned in the episode 337, had to Google that one, forgot the number, um, I did about wedding donors. I talked a lot about the, the power play that can happen with parents. And I think, it, you know, regardless, I nearly said irregardless, which is not a real word. And if Rich were here right now, he would have yelled from the other room and said, that's not a real word. You're an idiot. Regardless of whether they are giving you cash or not, Parents still have things to say. They want to jump in and, and make their opinion noted. And especially, like you said, if you are choosing to do things slightly differently, slightly non-traditionally, then it can confuse them, overwhelm them and freak them the fuck out. I tend to think our generation, I think this is the same with probably their fucking generation, and you could probably remind them of that. You might go, listen, do you remember when your parents thought everything you were doing were weird, was weird, were weird, whatever, too? Remind them of that. Remember when Elvis was dirty and pornographic because he was jiggling around his bits? Not that pornographic anymore when everyone's just watching actual porn. So um, the thing is, I think in any sort of situation in our lives, and this will continue to happen, I nearly said it again, this will continue to happen with choices that we make down the line that they're going to have opinions about it that aren't always the things that we agree with. So I think you just need to be strong, stick with it, be bold and um, just keep doing what you're doing. You're fabulous. And I also love that you are a wedding florist who doesn't really like weddings. More power to you. Thank you. To an email now, which delighted me as well beyond, beyond. Also from an Aussie. I've got a lot of Aussies coming. It's like the Aussies have just found me because I did that other lovely podcast called Hitched. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, bit of a plug there unintentional plug. It's a 10-part wedding planning series, very differently, I've really lost it today, uh, very differently produced, probably not the best grammatically, fuck. I'm not even going to edit it. I'm not even going to edit it. I'm just going to keep going. It sounds different to Bride Chiller because it's got nice sound effects and it's been very well produced by the lovely uh, Lizzie and Rachel at Mamma Mia which is an Australian podcasting network who invited me to do a 10-part wedding planning series called Hitched. So therefore, I'm collecting lots of new Australian listeners. If you haven't listened to it, I highly say, I highly say, <laughs> just to give up today, Alicia, I highly recommend listening to it because it's brilliant and not just because I had something to do with it. It's just genuinely great. Uh, Amelia writes to me, 
Uh, hello, Alicia. Fellow Aussie living in London slash dyslexic here. We're going to get to this. I think a lot of people are picking up. I've been sort of talking about my dyslexia and it's lovely that people are also jumping on board and, and saying that they appreciate me saying it because it's a part of my life and I'm not ashamed of it anyway. She says, that was all just me saying that. That wasn't Amelia. I was just listening to the episode about your cousin Belinda's wedding in Hawaii. I feel like I know too much about you, yet not enough at the same time. <laughs> well, if you want to know more about me, then I suggest you follow me on Instagram because Rich and I do lots of silly things on the Instagram, which sometimes we regret. And often without any makeup or hair assistance, so you see the real me. Right. Anyway, <laughs> Amelia says, come on, Alicia, get your shit together. She didn't say that. I said that. My fiancé is French, but born and raised for 12 years in the Ivory Coast. Oh, interesting. And we are flying to visit his father and half-sister slash fam-bam in the Ivory Coast in nine hours' time. First time visit for me. We're planning a bilingual, i.e., e.g., i.e., confusing celebration in France. I said France. Sounds very posh. France is how I'd probably say it if I wasn't being posh today. She says, but we are having some difficulties as 60% of our guests speak either only French or English, including me. My mother-in-law loves me because after four years, we can only have a flight of the Concords conversation situation where I say baguette and fromage. Obviously, cheese is the most important thing to me. P.S. I'm ashamed of myself. Um, she's hilarious. Here's the thing. I have been asked a lot about bilingual weddings. And just to explain, if you don't know what who the Flight of the Concords are, well, just don't stop listening to this. But go to Spotify and just download an album. There's some wonderful New Zealand comedians who are hilarious and they have a very funny um, <laughs> a song called Fudu Fafa. And it's full of fake French words. It's hilarious. Rich and I recite it to each other most days. I do get asked a lot about the bilingual stuff, and I think it's completely up to you as to how you handle it. One thing I have heard another bride chiller actually in the bride chiller community saying that they're going to have someone there as like a translator, and I think that's quite nice. If you know someone that's confident and that's not going to pull focus too much from you, then I think that's a good idea. Also, another idea is to have um, some text that's not going to be distracting for your guests, but also to explain in both languages how the ceremony is going to work, whether you are going to say your vows in English and your partner might say them in French and then repeat them in English. I think there should just be some components in both languages. I know it can be challenging to have to work around doing things twice, but I think it's a really nice gesture to include both languages. And I said, you know, it's, it's tricky because you're saying that it's half and half, basically speaking French and English. Although the Frenchies, I'm going to say, a lot of French people are very clever and speak English also, even though they sometimes deny it. I get it. We're annoying. I get it. But sometimes it helps us if you speak English because we're not as smart as you. I want to say thank you to Amelia also. I, this is speaking of dyslexia and also just being a bit rushed constantly rushed in my uh, life that I did a little box at the bottom of each blog post on the Bride Chiller blog. There's a 
little picture of my face and it says, do you want to ditch the wed stress? Then join our mailing list, which you should because I do some great newsletters each week. I'm just talking myself up. And also there's a an introductory email where I do seven days of um, how to be a bride chiller. So if you're not subscribed, go to the website, subscribe. However, she noticed I, I put this new little form together and dickhead here, me, instead of writing wed stress, which is like my one of my signature things that I talk about, being stressed, wedding stressed, I wrote we're stressed and I left the D out like a full dick. So um, she, lovely Amelia said, I don't want to be rude to you. I just want you to know you've spelt it wrong. You fuckhead. She didn't call me a fuckhead. I'm calling myself a fuckhead. So thank you. 1,000 times. Thank you. Hi, Alicia. My name's Sam, and I am from Canberra, if you couldn't hear my Australian accent. Anyway, we will be getting married in Newcastle in just under 12 months, and I have a little bit of a concern, the fact that, so we live five hours away from our wedding location, so I thought, hey, let's plan so much of this so I don't have to stress out later on because I've already booked my reception and ceremony venues, the celebrant, the flowers, the videographer, photographer, hair and makeup artist, band, blah, blah, blah. So it's all sorted. But now I've sort of started this ball rolling and I can't stop it. So I have been buying so much random shit. It is cluttering my house. I'm just looking at things going, oh, yeah, that will go along with our theme. But I just feel like I'm going to get to the end of this and I'm going to have a house full of crap. And I'll just after any tips you might have, you or the bride chiller community that will curb my buying between now and the wedding. Awesome. Thank you. Sam, thank you so much for your message. Also, a big nod to Newcastle. That's where I was born. The Steel City. Hello, Novocastrians. Um, it's so nice to hear your honesty. And I love that you were saying <laughs> that a lot of what a lot of people are probably thinking listening to this, because there is an urge when you get engaged and you start booking all this stuff. Like you said, you get excited. You can start picturing. You're getting a vision. You're picturing the, the reception. You've got ideas about decorations and decor and what you want to buy and what you want to fill this room or this venue with. It can become a little, woo! You can get a bit excited and it can get really sort of great to jump online when you're at work and you want to waste some time and keep alt tabbing so the boss doesn't see all these pages you've got open and you've got Pinterest happening and Etsy and there's all this stuff and you found a really good deal on eBay and there's something second. Oh my God, it's completely normal, completely shit to feel like you are binge buying stuff. And also it's really good to take a step back and leave me a voice message so I can drone on and on and hopefully talk you out of buying anything else for the time being. One message that I have sort of hopefully made over and over again in a positive way is not to necessarily invest in anything until you've made big decisions. I would ask you, lovely Sam, are the things that you are filling your home with, are they things that you genuinely love and want and need for your wedding or are they, I don't want to say tat, that, that sounds harsh, but is it stuff that you that you have bought because you're like, oh, that's pretty, I'll buy it, that's what I, I want it. Or is it stuff that you're like, well, that's a useful item. I'm so glad I invested in that. 
which totally reminds me at work the other day we were talking about Marie Kondo, who is a Japanese author, and um, she's written, I think, three or four books now about minimalism and tidying up and not hoarding or you know sort of decluttering your life and I think we could all use a bit of Marie Kondo and then we could all just shove it up their ass because it can be really annoying being told you've got too much stuff and you're like listen I'm doing my best anyway Marie Kondo talks about how you should and this is not for everyone I just want to say but I'm just going to say it lots of weird whispering today when you buy something or you have something in your home or you invest in something, she has this theory that you should hold it. And when you hold it and you think about it, does it bring you joy? I just loosely transcribe what she says. I'm sure she says it in a nicer way. But the idea is it, it should spark joy. It should make you feel good about it. And then, you know, you give it a place. It, it has earned a place in your life or in your home. And I sort of want to say to you, Sam, to Marie Kondo the fuck out of it, right? I'd love for you to look at this room full of stuff that you've purchased and be okay with letting go of some of it if you don't think it has value or worth or reason to be had. There are plenty of places to sell on stuff or return it if it's still got the tags on it or keep it and just stop buying more stuff that you don't need. I'm not having a go. I've bought lots of things. I've got clothes in my cupboard that still got tags on it bad, bad Alicia. But I do think the fact you've recognized that this is a bit of a, you know, current addiction, a little bit of a binge, I think it's good. The first stages are learning you don't need to buy any more stuff. This is normal. But I do think, you know, especially for finances and also waste, I, I love the feedback that I get from some of the episodes that I've done about planning a wedding without, you know, having a lot of waste and having a bit of a social conscience attached to it. And, you know, sometimes that's a good way to approach shopping for wedding items of saying, does this, does this need to be bought? Do I need to own this? Can I rent it? Can I borrow it? Can I resell it? What's it going to do to dolphins? What's it going to do to dolphins? It does always come back to the dolphins, doesn't it? There's lots of other animals that are affected by many other things, but it's always about, eh, eh, that's my dolphin impression. Radio, probably time for a, a break, I should say. A small, short, but very meaningful bridechiller break. Trademark. I really, I love Taylor's message. Thank you, Taylor, for sharing. And I'm so glad that you, that you left the voice message because I actually really am a bit passionate about this subject, as you might already know, about body image and about how we perceive ourselves and how we talk about each other and how we support each other. And there was a conversation, there's been a couple of conversations in the Bride Chiller Facebook community recently about body image and the use of words. Now, look, people get people get a bit worked up about stuff and sometimes then people get more worked up about people's comments and the tone or the things they use and then it gets blown up and it's like, all right, everyone just relax. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I do think that there is often the perception when we're talking about body image, and I did mention this actually um, in a recent episode, lovely Gemma was on the episode a couple of weeks ago. It was episode 339, and we were talking about wedding planning stress, and part of our conversation was about how stress can affect our body and our metabolism, and Gemma made a really good point about how often... 
uh, there are people that want to put weight on or want to put muscle on for the wedding that aren't just trying to lose weight. And I think sometimes the conversation is just about weight loss. And I think we are missing a huge part of the conversation. And I was really happy to see the conversation happening in the bride chiller community with people who were saying, oh, I'm struggling with uh, gaining weight. I'm struggling with losing weight, but also an acknowledgement from people who were having this conversation that they hadn't really thought about the perspectives as much from each side. And also, like Taylor's saying, the idea that sometimes um, chillers who are saying, I want to put on weight, are then made to feel bad. And I don't think that's right at all. I think we are all going through our own body image thoughts and feelings and everyone should be acknowledged and made to be feel supported no matter what. So look, that's my statement. I'm really proud, Taylor, that you are being motivated and feeling good about looking after yourself for yourself, most importantly, and for your family and also just enjoying exercise and health. That's, you know, I think the most important thing. Hurrah for all of us. Alice wrote uh, a lovely email. Uh, she says, I'm so glad I found this podcast. Me too. Thank you. I got engaged a few months ago and we are slowly putting things together. One question we still haven't answered is our bridal party. I feel we need to change that term. I agree. I have two gorgeous sisters and I always knew I wanted to have them by my side. However, I wanted to add another person, my mum. She is my best friend, and when I think of people I want by my side, she and my sisters are there. My partner, my fiancé, thinks it's weird and cannot see how this will work. I would love your advice. Do you think it could work? Do you think it's weird? I also don't want to upset Ben and make him feel uncomfortable on our wedding day. I do get that logistically it could be awkward to organise with my dad being left while we do photos, etc. Can you see any other issues occurring? Thank you for creating this podcast. It is my me time in the car while I drive to work and it's helped me enjoy the process. Happy days. I will say logistics can be worked out. So just put that aside. Logistics of where your dad is, would he like to come along and and take part in the photographs as well? Would he want to go and hang with Ben and his crew? Perhaps that would work. So I think logistics, whatever, you can always figure that stuff out. If your mum is your bestie and you want her to be a part of your bridal party, why not? I don't think that it's something that you can, can't overcome. If Ben is feeling a little bit awkward, then send him my way. But also, well, do send him my way. I'll happily have a chat with him. But I think it would be good for you to ask why he feels uncomfortable. Is it just because it's not normally done? But then there's lots of stuff that I encourage people to do in Bride Chiller World that perhaps isn't conventional, but then that's what being a bride chiller is about. It's just choosing what makes you happy and doing it. I do think you should just say to him, what is it? Is it just that it's not necessarily quote unquote normal? Um, but there are plenty of great Pinterest boards where they've got nanas being bridesmaids and um, you know lots of other different iterations of family members being in the bridal party. So I say go for it. If it makes you happy and you love her and your friends and you want her to be a part of your day in that way, fucking do it. Just do it. I've got a couple of more, a couple of more, a couple of more questions really on a roll tonight. See, thing is, I'm recording this after work and I've yet to have my dindins or any sort of nourishment, which is not always great when you are planning to record. <laughs> it's not always great when you're planning to record a professional podcast when your blood sugar levels are a little low and you're desperately in need 
of a vodka lime and soda. The next message comes from an anonymous bride chiller. I'm going to call her... <laughs> I can't even think of a name. Leanne. <laughs> Why am I laughing at the word Leanne? I don't know. I've lost it. I've completely lost it. So anyway... Bridechiller Leanne, who's not really Leanne, but we don't want to say her name because it's you'll, you'll get it in a second. Dear Alicia, I've been listening to your podcast for a few months and I love it. Thank you, Leanne. I'm basically through all the episodes. You get 10 gold stars. I was wondering if you would give me some advice on something I've been having a really hard time with. My wedding is in 52 days and we've only been engaged since April. Hot damn! We're excited to get married and I am not really into being a bride. I'm a big feminist and very proud of my career. I've never been able to see myself as into all the bridal sashes and the bridal stuff and that horrible cursive script. Oh, the brush script. That's why I love your podcast. Anyway, my problem is with my wedding planner. She has great reviews and has been great at booking options, but I feel like we have communication problems and never really get along, and our relationship is contentious at best. It always feels like we are totally on different pages. She is very controlled, and I like to be in control, so that's a real clash. I like concrete answers, and she's been having some issues with our vendors, so hasn't really been able to always get those answers to me in time when we need them. She doesn't seem to understand that for me, a wedding will always come second to my work. She's been great at our job, but something about her and I just does not click, and I always feel like she hates me, our wedding, and isn't really on my side. My fiancé just thinks I'm a bridezilla and is sick of me complaining but I don't have a mum, grandparents, or any support. All of my bridesmaids are out of state, and I feel bad complaining. Any advice? Thanks. Her real name, Leanne. Great email. Thank you, Leanne. Now, here's the thing. You don't have to be best friends with your vendors. You don't even have to really like your vendors. It's nice if you do, and a lot of my vendor guests over the past four years have, well, have often sort of made the point that it's nice if you can gel with your vendors, particularly coordinators and planners, because you will be talking with them more often than not. But really, when it comes down to it, they've got to do their job. You're paying them to do their job. If there's an attitude or bad vibes there, I think you should call her on it and not necessarily being antagonistic. It's probably just asking if there's something that's not working for her and how you can improve your relationship. Because you are planning a wedding in a short period of time. Maybe it's just her tone. Maybe she's busy and maybe that's how she communicates. But also you're a client and you are paying her. So I do think it would be wise to get to the bottom of this so you don't feel yucky every time you speak with her. And I'm sure she doesn't want you leaving your interactions going, oh, she fucking hates me. I, that's not good for her business and it's not good for her working relationship with you. So I think it's important for you to broach the subject and just go, hey, I just noticed we are having, I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable or our communication isn't as good as it could be. And also, you know, you, you mentioned about how important work is and I hear you. I'm one of those people that has a lot on my plate and I juggle things differently. And I think the way that we all communicate with each other obviously changes when maybe she's used to dealing with non-bride chillers or people who have more time on their hands to talk about shit. I don't know. So I think it's just important to have a discussion with her. 
get it out on the table. Talk. Combos. That was gross and I apologize. I do think one last point is that some people are more, I want to say emotionally intelligent, but that makes me sound like a wanker. Some people are more aware of how other people talk, react, the feelings that they're emitting than others. I think I'm particularly sensitive and I think it's because of the way I was raised. I talked about my mother was quite a, you know, damaged person. And I think as a child, I was always very on and ready for her moods and all these other various things. And I think that has stayed with me throughout my adult life. And sometimes I am overly like, oh my God, have I done something to offend someone? What have, have I, there's a weird tone. They've been weird to me today. What's going on? And sometimes I overdo it, and sometimes I'm really fucking good at picking when there's a problem with someone, which is why I'd be a great Survivor contestant. However, maybe there's a there's a level of emotional intelligence you've got going there, Leanne, where you are picking up on something and she's just stressed or she's got 20 other things going on and she's not realizing that the way she's talking with you is not great. Just some thoughts. Just some thoughts. Thank you so much for emailing in, and I really hope that you can resolve because you haven't got long to get it done. Oh, I love a quick wedding plan. Hi, Alicia. I'm Megan. I'm from Perth, Western Australia. I really need some advice from you. So I don't want a traditional walking down the aisle wedding with a shitload of people there. We just want to elope on my fiancé's 40th birthday and then surprise everyone at his party later on that night. How do we make sure all the important people come and not bail? Some people think birthdays aren't important and just try to skip out on the event. Do you have any tips and tricks for me to pull this off without telling many people? Thanks so much. Megan, I'm so excited for this party. It sounds great. And it's a really good question. And I actually, I've been looking up surprise wedding parties and there's actually some quite good articles about how to pull it off, but I don't want to just re-jig what other people are saying. Look, I think one of the things is I feel like you need to get some other people into this secret with you to help you out. Power in numbers, and that doesn't mean telling 50 people and ruining the surprise. But I do think if there are people you absolutely want there and you don't want them to bail, because people flake on the weirdest shit and you're like, why didn't you come to this amazing party? I do that sometimes because I've got tracksuit pants and I love my couch. But if something is important, then I do think you need to find a way to say, listen, this is a really important night for us. Don't tell these. You don't have to say we're going to celebrate our wedding, our marriage, but I do think maybe if you just feel slightly concerned, then maybe it's worth spoiling the surprise a little bit to make them come. Also, massive kudos to you for eloping and having the party. I think it's such a great compromise for you to do what you want to do and then have a party and rock out with all your friends and your family and not feel the pressure to have a big wedding if that's not what you want. I love Bridechiller elopement stories. We've had heaps lately. It feels like we're actually, this movement is encouraging people, the Bride Chiller movement is encouraging people to ditch the big parties or at least go and have their intimate, small, fun wedding on their own or with a small group and then have the big party. Oh, just floats my boat so much. Also, side note, she said Megan. It's not Megan, so I'm not in trouble. <laughs> it's a very Australian thing to say, but just after last week's episode with Megan talking about Eugenie's wedding um, and the idea that I kept saying Megan for Megan Markle's wedding. Well, fuck, we say Megan in Australia, so I probably got that wrong. 
Saws. Hey, Alicia, it's Cecily. Just want to tell you that I just bought your book and I absolutely love it. It's awesome. And just the fact that you're dyslexic and writing a book is such an inspiration because I'm dyslexic and then I could barely write a paragraph. Just kidding, I could write, but my spelling's shit. I have to jump in here. Cecily, my spelling is abomination. It's an absolute, it's it's a train wreck, which is why I have Rich and which is why I also have our lovely sub-editor, Ali, who helps us with the books because we self-publish the Bridechiller Guides, which means that you don't have a big fancy editorial team to help you out when you make your own products. So I'm very aware that my dyslexia is one of those things that it's mild, you know, in the scheme of things, it's mild, but it is something that I am aware of. And I want to produce a great product. So I'm, that makes me so proud. And it really, when I heard you say that, it made me really chuffed and a bit on myself. So thank you. Right. Now you've got a question. Let's get on with it. We are having our wedding in Florida and we are coming back home to have the reception in Illinois. And the thing is, I'm just struggling making the timeline because we are having a Sunday brunch. Because we're not big party people, well, we're party people, but we just kind of want something chill, eat some food, drink a lot during the day, things like that. But I'm really struggling with the timeline. I just really don't know what the logistics should be. Um, I couldn't really find anything online and just really need just... Any advice would be lovely. Thank you. Love your podcast. Bye. Cecily, I also looked online and you were so right. Like brunch weddings, not much info. Feels like that could be a niche for Bride Chiller. We should write some blogs about it. I think that the big thing with timelines is to work backwards. I've done a couple of episodes about timelines and how to correctly work them out in a way that gives you enough time to feel comfortable getting ready. And maybe you are getting jazzed up. I'm sure you're getting a bit jazzed up, looking a bit fancy pants on the day. So making sure you have enough time to feel comfortable and, and getting all tizzy. And then also planning the day that it's long enough to enjoy everyone's company, long enough to have a lovely meal, as you said, have some drinks, and then thinking about what activities you want to do afterwards. If it's a daytime event, will there be dancing? Are you hiring a whole... Uh, venue or is it a restaurant sort of situation looking at activities and then how long you want it to last because if you were doing a daytime event then perhaps it gives you more of a scope to to extend the activities into the afternoon and maybe do a little after party if people want to go and do that maybe that's a location change I don't know you didn't mention if there will be another ceremony if you're going to go through with a little vow renewal or some sort of speeches as well. I think that's very important to time that out. And if you want it to be really structured, then to have an MC or someone there to host, I always advise having someone to run the day and just take a little bit of Australian advice here and ask a family member or friend to be that that MC, that host who can welcome everyone and who can talk through the proceedings in, it doesn't have to be really serious, but to say, this is the brunch. This is what we're going to do. We're going to have some eats. We're going to have some drinks. We're going to have some speeches. We're going to be some dancing later on. There's a party to really make sure that the day doesn't just feel like a lunch uh, and it's a wedding brunch, that you feel like it's it's an actual wedding event and people know what they're doing. People love to know what's coming up. You don't have to tell all the secrets 
But just to feel like this is organized and things are moving, I think an MC is always a good solution. Now my voice has gone really down low like that, so it's probably time for me to go and eat some dinner. Oh gosh, what a pleasure it has been sharing this time with you. And I hope that you have learned something. I hope that you have some ideas about how uh, you could maybe make changes, improvements, taking things away, stop buying as much stuff as we have learned with the lovely bride chiller Sam, maybe trying to curb the purchases or at least plan out what you need without feeling like you're filling your house with stuff that you don't know whether you're going to use or not. Go all Marie Kondo and hold your items and see if it brings you joy or not. Or just fucking put them in the cupboard and forget about them until it's time to get hitched. If you have a question you would love or like to be featured on the Bride Chiller podcast, all you have to do is head to thebridechiller.com where you will find a link to my email where you can simply record a longer message on your device, your cell phone, your iPhone, your Android, I'm not going to name them all, or you can send me an email. I'm open to emails. I always like to hear your voice because I like accents and I like to hear that you are real people. Not to say the people emailing me are not real people. I'm not saying that. Thank you to everyone who contributed today and thank you to everyone who is purchasing Bride Chiller Survival Guides, merch, all of the rest. We've had such lovely reviews recently. It just makes us so happy. And Rich and I absolutely high five every sale that comes through our little web store. So thank you. And we're so excited. In a couple of weeks, we are launching the pre-orders for the May Chiller Manual my bridesmaid guide. I am so proud of it. It's shit hot. It's so good. And I'm allowed to say that because we just sent it to the printer and we worked really hard on it. And I'm so glad it's out of my life. I mean, it's not out of my life. It's in my life, but I'm so glad. I'm so glad it'll be in your life soon. And I won't have to spell check it and read it anymore over and over again to make sure I haven't fucked something up. <laughs> also, we are going to open the pre-orders for the Oh Shit Kits, the Bride Chiller Oh Shit Kits, which I'm really excited. We've been working really hard on these. They are cute little bags, very useful bags that you can reuse for the rest of your life that are filled with useful items that you may or may not need on your wedding day, such as a sewing kit, uh, band-aids or plasters if you're in England, blisters for your ankles, those blister plasters, earring backs, bobby pins or slides, so many different things that I think are really important to have. I hope you don't need to use them, but if you do, you got them. There it is. Until next week's episode, episode 343, I say thank you so much for being a Bride Chiller. Join the Bride Chiller Facebook community, the Bride Chiller community, and of course, happy days. The Bride Chiller podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014. The Bride Chiller Wedding Planning Survival Guide is your go-to book about how to plan the wedding you want, ditch the wed stress, and get shit done. I wrote it, by the way. All my work. It is available to order now at bridechillerstore.com, where you can also pick up the companion Bride Chiller Field Guide, our filler-outable wedding planner that is full of everything you need to record and document throughout your wedding planning process. Bridechillerstore.com. On with the show.